hello. <laughs> Yo, I just, I cannot believe how long it's been since I've recorded a podcast the last time. It's been like seven months and so much has happened in the past seven months. I need to lower my tone a little bit because a bitch is mad loud, mad excited. Okay, cute. I feel like we're normal now. And... I know y'all got questions. I know that I posted a video on my YouTube channel kind of like addressing certain questions that a lot of people were DMing me like, oh, are you still getting married? Did y'all break up? Like, where are you guys traveling to now? What's your next move now that you've graduated college? And I kind of like addressed a lot of things and I was also super respectful because when I posted that video on YouTube, me and my ex had been broken up for I think about two months maybe or like a month and a half. Um, But it was something that was kind of like a long way coming. A lot has happened. Yes, we are still broken up. Like, we're not together. That's a bottom line. But I think I'm ready to really dig into why it didn't work out. And I'm still going to be respectful to my own personal baggage, I guess. Like, I'm not going to, like, sit here and just badmouth him, even though, once again, I know I have every right to. But I do want to be honest as to why it didn't work out. And I also want to preface, like... I'm guilty of romanticizing my relationship the way that I have these past few years. And even though those areas of my relationship are still true, I loved him very much. I know that he loved me very much. I think in some undertone way, we still love each other. But that era is finished. And so much more has happened since the breakup that I really want to share all honest parts of it. Because for some people, it was confusing as to why we didn't work out or like why we broke up. But for a lot of people that were like in my personal life, they were just super supportive. They were like, finally, yes, fuck him. Leave his ass, bitch. I've been told you. So I'm here to kind of like talk about it. Um, But yeah, it's a new era for me. It's a new fucking brand. I've been postponing posting a new episode because in my mind, I just felt like I'm in such a different place in my life now. It's officially been seven months and, you know, I've dyed my hair. (laughs) I've graduated school, like I've graduated from college. I live alone. I'm definitely at a different place in life now, which I'm very happy about. And I wanted the podcast to reflect that. But I noticed that I just kept delaying posting an episode doing a whole rebrand on the Instagram page, all these things. And then finally, the other day I was working out and I'm like, dude, why the fuck am I delaying this? I need to just hurry up and get back into it. It was my outlet, my therapy, my hobby, my everything. I've been going to therapy, like actual therapy (laughs) and um, showing growth. And I've also done a few tarot readings and they all basically tell me like, stop delaying get back onto your content creating. It's what you're meant to do. Just go for it. So yes, my friends, I'm just going to basically pick up where I left off. Bottom line, everything else will come through everything else like the rebrand will still happen. Um, But anyway, let me stop babbling. Because I'm pretty sure some of y'all have already like fast forwarded me because you just want to know the fucking tea. And I'm going to tell you the tea. I'm going to tell you the tea. But Before I even get into the meat of it, I need to give you the foundation. I need to start from the beginning, okay, so that you understand why we ended up where we did as far as ending the relationship. So just like a quick background of how me and my ex started dating. We met at a restaurant. We used to both work at the Cheesecake Factory, 
And I remember like from right away, he liked me a lot. And I was kind of like on the fence. I was like, oh, I don't know about this guy. Like, yeah, he cute, but he not that cute. Like <laughs> I was on some fuck girl shit. And, you know, I agreed to go on a date with him. He took me out to this beautiful date, which I've talked about on a previous episode. I'm not going to get too far backwards into our history. Um, but yeah, no, we went on a few dates. And then at some point I was like, you know, I'm not really ready to be taking anybody seriously right now because at the time I had just gone through a breakup. So I was like about single for about a year. I knew that he was kind of like messing with somebody that we work with, but he never took her seriously. So up until the point where I was like, okay, I'm ready to kind of see where this goes. He was all down for it. I remember going up to him like, so do you want to be friends again? And he was like, absolutely. So him and I started hanging out and then we hooked up and then it quickly became official. And I remember at the time working at this restaurant, um, it almost seemed like I took him from the girl he was like dating. But the truth is like he always, like he just never really took her seriously. And a lot of people knew that, but it was, everybody was so quick to turn me into the villain because you know, this girl liked him a lot, but he never took her seriously. And I think that maybe she hoped that one day he would take her seriously and whatever. Long story short, we started dating. But because of that, a lot of drama ensued. So from the beginning of my relationship with my ex, there was always drama around us. Like from the very beginning, nobody liked us together. But it kind of felt like us against the world in a toxic way. So I feel like in a way we also thrived on it because it was like something that seemed forbidden. But we just didn't care because we were just so into each other. And it was pretty, it like it skyrocketed from there. And I remember like three weeks into us dating. Um, and I know I mentioned this before. I had told him I always wanted to go to Cuba. He was like, I bought tickets. Let's go. We ended up going to Cuba. He wanted me to move in with him. Literally like the first fucking month we were dating. I was like, love the energy, but no, calm down. But from the very beginning, you know, my ex knew right away that he wanted to be with me. And I will say he did love bomb me. And he just gave me all of this attention, all of this reassurance. And I gravitated towards that. It was something that I had never experienced before. So it was so easy to fall so hard, as hard as I did. So after a few months, you know, the drama just kept getting worse and worse. You know, there were like rumors that he was kind of fucking with that girl again. And I turned into this jealous, rage, crazy girl. And it was really toxic in the beginning. I remember like I would get super violent. Um, I would scream at him. I would fight with him. I remember one time we went out to a bar and I we were like drinking and I was trying to confront him on some rumors that I heard. And he would always like gaslight me and make me think that it was all untrue. Like, oh, they're just jealous. They're jealous that I chose you over them and that you, that I wanted you and that I took you away and that we do all these things together. Like, don't listen to them. Like, you know, he's a narcissist. So that's what he would do. And I would believe him because I wanted to, I wanted to believe that it was untrue. But when so many people go up to you telling you these things, it's kind of hard to ignore it. And I remember we were at this bar and he's, you know, but I'm like confronting him and I'm sort of like not using his words against him, but I'm like holding him accountable. I'm like, okay, I know you're saying this, but then why, why did you do that? And why is that person saying this? Because they said they saw you and I know that you were there because I saw it on your Snapchat. Like I was always fucking counting the receipts, holding on to all of the fucking proof that I can grab onto to confront him, thinking that he would be honest 
and he never was. And I remember getting so upset that I had my drink in my hand and we went outside and we were arguing because I didn't want to make a scene in the restaurant, ironically. And I ended up throwing my drink at him and the drink like fucking smashed on the floor, like on the concrete. And like it was such a huge scene, like the bartenders came outside and they saw us arguing. And it's just like that was that was our relationship from the beginning. Very toxic, very aggressive, always fighting, very violent on my end, especially. I think I talked about this on another podcast. I remember like there was one incident where he had um, wanted me to pick up a gallon of milk for him because he liked to eat cereal and he was coming out of work. I was off that day and he was like, hey, do you mind stopping at the gas station, picking up a gallon of milk because I don't feel like stopping when I get out of work? Like, I just want to go straight home. And because I was already kind of out, I was like, yeah, sure, fine, like, whatever. I went to the gas station, bought a 2% gallon of milk, whatever. And we both ended up meeting in the parking lot of where he lived at the same time. But we parked in two separate places of the parking lot. So as we're both, like, aiming to go to the hallway that leads to his apartment, there's this girl that was going up the stairs. And as she was going up the stairs, my ex was watching her go up the stairs. And I remember being behind him holding this gallon of milk, seeing him literally check out this girl right in front of me. And mind you, this is at a moment where even though it was in the beginning of the relationship, I was feeling so disrespected. I was feeling all of these insecurities that I'd never really had before. Like, I mean, yeah, I had them, but they felt so heightened being with him because here I am with this person who's giving me all of this love, all of this attention, taking me out to dinner, taking me on trips. I'm sleeping over his house, sure, but when I go to work, I'm hearing that he's still texting that other girl or that they saw him out, you know, downtown fucking around, but it's like, fuck, they're saying it on a night that I didn't sleep over. So was he really home? Did he really fall asleep? Like, all of these things were kind of like, like this resentment was like building up in my mind already. So when I saw him checking out this girl in front of me, all of that was triggered. So I took the gallon of milk and I was and I literally stopped walking and I was like, what the fuck? Are you serious right now? And he like turned around like, what? What's the matter? And I was like, you're really going to be checking out that bitch right in front of me? Are you fucking serious right now? And like that girl fucking practically jogged to her apartment because after that she like disappeared upstairs and he turned around looking at me like I was crazy and out of anger, I took the gallon of milk and I fucking swung it and I threw it at him. Now, my ex is really tall. He was 6'2", 6'3". I think it was 6'3". Really tall, anyway. And <laughs> it was heavy. Didn't really, like, reach. But it, like, bounced off his shoulder and, like, exploded on the concrete. And I, like, turned around and started, like, walking fast to my car. And, of course, he, like, turns around and, like, bear hugs me. And he's like, why are you being so crazy? Oh, my God, my Latina loca. Like, just whatever the fuck he would say that would be kind of endearing. And it's like, that's not behavior to consider love or to even get excited about. But I'm telling you, from the very beginning, he brought the worst parts out of me and loved me more for it. He loved me harder for it. It's almost like he thrived when I was fucking crazy. And, you know, that was the common theme throughout our relationship, if I'm being honest. And it almost got to the point that I started to convince myself that, wow, I can be my best self and my worst self, and he loves me anyway for it, even though (laughs) he was the fucking reason. Like, I know that I'm not this crazy. I know that I'm not. 
I consider myself a healthy person. I know how to behave. I am not that extreme. I can be extreme, but I'm not that extreme. But for some reason in this relationship, extreme was the common denominator. Like that is just how I was. Extremely passionate, happy, sad, angry. It was always at a level 100. But that was that was our relationship in the beginning. Finally, it got to the point where it was like, you know, I'm never going to know the truth. I'm always going to be wondering if whether or not he's lying or telling the truth. And I finally got the courage to just leave him. So I remember I broke up with him. I quit that job. I got a new job and I decided to place distance. He would text me still trying to win me back, even though I knew that he kind of went back to that girl. And I remember just feeling like, oh, I can't believe I ever gave him a chance. Like at that moment, we had only been together for a few months. And then after we were probably broken up for about two months. And then he kind of like wiggled his way back into my life. I ended up applying to the job I was currently working at, got the job. And now he's working with me again, but now at a different location. So I'm like, cute. And it was funny because when he started working with me at this new job, people didn't know that we had already known each other. And I just thought it was so funny because people are like, oh, my God, you guys met here. And I'm like, no, he fucking followed me because he's a psycho and love him. (laughs) But, you know, even though those were all red flags, I was still like, oh, my God, he loves me so much because he came and followed me here. Like the way that my brain worked back then You know, it was just, I could never decipher the two. Red flags, green flags, beige flags, none of it fucking mattered. It was a whole circus, and I didn't care. I looked at it as attention, and attention equated to love, and he loved me, and that was enough for me. So we're working together, and, you know, things were kind of fine, but then it became, again, this whole thing where it's like, is he still texting her? Now I'm finding out he's flirting with other girls. Is he cheating on me? I would have girls hit me up, you know, reach out to me and be like, hey, like he slid into my DMs or, oh, he tried to hit me up through Snapchat. And it was like embarrassing because I felt like all that I left at our first job, I really didn't want to carry over to where I was working, but it just did all because of him. And he only applied to that job because I was working there, you know, whatever. So we were kind of still like on and off. But at this moment, I just kind of kept it to myself. And my ex always like drank pretty heavily. But the drinking little by little started to get worse. And our it it, it was kind of fucked up because it almost felt like every time we overcame one issue, another issue would arise. Like, we were never at a good place. Like, maybe for very brief moments, like when we would vacation together or, like, if we were going out to dinner. But even still, like, we always fought about something. Like, there was never nothing we never fought. Like, always. It it was either about a bitch or of him drinking heavily. So there was an incident that had happened where... At the time, I didn't live with him. We were not living together. I never, I didn't live with him until the after two years of being with him. So in this moment, we haven't made two years yet. Um, we're about like a year and a half, give or take. Yeah. And no, I think we were already at two years. And we had went to a concert. And and of course, you know, as you do in, at concerts, you drink heavily. But because my ex just drank as much as he did at the pace that he did. By the end of that night, um, we got very violent with one another. I'm not going to get into, I'm not going to go further into it. 
Um, but after the incident, I was like, I cannot be with him. I cannot be with you. And I broke up with him for like the fucking third time. And we were broken up for about two months. I had blocked him. I was like, I'm done. I just want to move on. I remember I went to my job and I was like, I want to change my availability. You know, I just don't, I don't even want to work the same shifts as him. I just want to be completely separate. And that only went on for about two months. And then he finally was like, he showed up at my house. (laughs) He showed up at my house. And he knocked on my door and I remember being on the phone with my friend and I was like, oh my God, he's outside. And she was like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to answer it. I got to go. And I went outside and like we talked and he got emotional and I got emotional. And then, you know, I forgave him. And then we're back together. And so, you know, that's just basically that was our relationship. That's how it was. You know, we just we fought a lot. We broke up. We got back together again. Like I said, it was extreme. And I just started to feel like, who else is going to love me? He loves me. You know, he stayed. He always fights for me. He always comes back. That must mean something. Obviously, as I get older, as I go to therapy, as I'm learning um, a lot about myself, my trauma, my past, I realize that none of this was healthy. None of this is love. I know that. But at the time, it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't seem like that, you know? So... Um, right up at this point when we're back together, um, my lease is about to be up and he's like, I want you to live with me. And even in the beginning when he was like, I want you to move in with me after only three weeks of dating, I've always told him like, cause at the time I lived with my mom, I remember telling him like, you know, I don't know what it's like to live alone. Like I really want to have that experience. I don't want us to rush into things, but I also felt that way because we had all these issues You know, I'd be crazy to move in with him knowing all the issues we already had up until that point. But it was easier to kind of like say it like, oh, I want to live. I want to know what it's like to live alone. Like, I feel like I was always kind of like delaying that step because I knew deep down, like, what is that going to really look like? You know, is it going to get more toxic? Are we going to fight more? You know, like how bad could it really get if I were to actually live with him? So I lived alone. I had my apartment. And then right when my lease was going to, you know, expire, I guess, he was like, okay, your lease is up in March. What What's up? What are you going to do? Because you're either living with me or having a different conversation. Because, you know, with him, it's like he always knew what he wanted with me. Like from the beginning, he's like, I want you to live with me. After a year of dating, he was like, I want to have babies. I want, I want to have kids. And he's like, you're going to have my kids. Like he would say shit like that. And I'd just be like, oh my God, get away. And I feel like a lot of that was just shit talk. Like just for him, because he loved to get a reaction out of me. So he'll just say wild things just to see how I would respond. And half the time, I'm not going to lie, was just meant to be funny. But I knew deep down, like those are things he did really want. And he was never shy about it. Like he would talk about it all the time. It was always me that just wasn't ready. So when he brought up about moving in with him, I was kind of like, okay, like at the end of the day, we've been together for over two years. You know, he knows what he wants. I need to fucking figure it out. So I was like, okay, fine. And I don't regret a thing because literally the week that I was moving out was when COVID happened and I got furloughed. So literally as I was moving stuff into storage, packing up boxes to move in with him, I got furloughed from my job, March 17th. Never forget. St. Patrick's Day 2020. Terrible. Hate it. Don't even want to go back. Anyway, moving on. So I move in with him and the first few months, you know, 
trauma with COVID, obviously it affected everybody. It affected me. I felt like a loser. I felt terrible, but it was a lot, a lot of it just had to do with like, what have I been doing with my life this whole time? You know, because I was always in and out of school. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. I knew that I loved content creating, but I wasn't confident enough to start a YouTube channel or to actually do anything. So I would write articles and just write blogs on a website that I have. Uh, But even still with that, I was like really dragging my feet with it. So I just felt like I really didn't have anything going on. And the shutdown kind of enhanced all that because I had a lot of friends that just went from working in an office to just working from home. And I'm here without a job, no savings. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a fucking loser. What have I been doing all this time? Like, you know, I have nothing to show for. Like, I was like deep depression. So I remember when things started to reopen, I was like, I'm going back to school. I'm starting my podcast. Luckily, work called me back. So I had my job again. And, you know, given that I work at Disney, it was a slow start. But then, boom, we got busy. I was making money. It was great. Now, when we got called back to work, I got called back, but my ex didn't because remember, we both worked at the same place. So he didn't feel good. He didn't feel good about that, but he was still making money on the side. So in theory, like it's not like he was broke, but I got called back to work. So I was back to work. Right. So when things started to reopen, we started going out again and it felt nice. And, you know, any opportunity we had to go out, whether it was to travel to the beach for the weekend, drive up to Nashville, drive up to Georgia, go to New York, go to Boston. We took it. And it was great, you know, having things reopen. But I went back to school. I started my podcast. I went back to work. He started, he was making his money, but he would go to the bars. And that was when like that split started to happen, where I would go to work all weekend, come home late, and he wouldn't be there. Or he'll come home late drunk because the bars are open and now he's hanging out with his friends. So in the beginning, I didn't really, it didn't bother me as much because I'm like, I get it. Like we were in lockdown and he is still entitled to hang with his friends and live that life. And as you should, because whatever, why not? But he started kind of getting on my case about the things I would do and not do around the house. So, for example, like I mentioned, I was in school. So my schedule literally during that time was I worked doubles Friday through Sunday, pulling 40 hours in three days at my job. Monday through Thursday, I basically had school. Mondays was when I would post on my podcast. So I would record episodes, edit, post it. And then, you know, if there was a trip coming up, I was always doing the itinerary. Like I was just always busy and always tired. So there would be mornings where I would wake up and I would like make myself a coffee and just sit on the couch and like stare out the window because that's just kind of like my me time. And he would come out of the bedroom and be like, um, I'm hungry. And I'd be like, okay. And he'd be like, so you're not going to cook. And I'm like, I have my coffee and he doesn't drink coffee. So it's not like I would have been like, oh, I made you a cup of because I would have made a cup of coffee for him, but he just didn't drink coffee. So I would be like, no, I'm, I'm drinking my coffee. And he's like, oh, so you're not going to cook. Or like, let's say I've done fucking three doubles in a row and we did laundry or whatever. I would come home from work on a Sunday night and he'd be like, why isn't my laundry put away? And it's like, do you want me to punch you in the fucking throat? What the fuck, bro? You're not even, you're not even working. You're not even fucking working, bro. Like 
I'm so busy with school. Like, I just got back to school. So, like, school, like, getting back into that fucking school mentality is so hard when you haven't been in school in so long. Like, going back to fucking lectures, to note-taking, and then going back to work, and then just working long hours, and then just, like, trying to be there for your partner, try to be there for yourself, try to do this, like, my weeks were jam-packed with a bunch of things, and all he was doing was going out with his friends, coming home late. And, like, that's what we would fight about. And once again, I would get violent. I would, like, throw things at him. I'd scream at him because I'm just like, how does your brain do that? How, do, how does your brain work like that? How is it that you see that I am fucking busy and you have the audacity to approach me and question me as to why I didn't put your fucking socks away? Like, the laundry basket is literally on top of your drawer that you could literally pull out and put your socks in yourself. But you're looking at me confused as to why I haven't done it for you. Like, are you joking? Are you kidding? Are you serious? Like, it's just, it was shit like that. So we would fight about that. And he would just, once again, come home late. And it would happen so often that it was really starting to get to me of how one-sided this relationship and living situation was because of course I was still responsible for paying half the rent still responsible for paying half the trips we took sometimes when we would go out I would pay the bill he would pay the bill we would go half and half you know like it was a very much financially equal relationship obviously during some moments he would be more generous than not but for the most part it was pretty 50 50 so the fact that it's 50 50 But then you also want me to cook for you, clean for you, pick up after you. It's like, my guy, no. How about you work on coming home at a decent time before you expect me to fucking make you eggs and waffles in the morning? Like, you don't deserve that. What the fuck? Like, if that were me, you'd kick me out tomorrow. And I would say that to him. But he would always obviously not be accountable for that. So I remember it got to the point where I, every time I would call him out on coming home late, he'd be like, no, that didn't happen. I came home late last week, not last night. Or like, he'll say stupid shit like that. And I'm like, okay, okay. So I remember I bought a dry eraser board. I literally hung it up next to my side of the bed. And I put a fucking X for every night he came home late, came home drunk, or we fought because of it. Like all the things that cause our issues, I put an X on. And by the end of the month, I kid you not, that entire calendar was full of black X's. And I remember looking at him one night because we were arguing and I said, look at the calendar. I was like, I did this on purpose. So you see what I see. This is the shit that I deal with every night. And I told him straight up, I said, those black X's mean this, this and that. He literally looked at the calendar and was like, you made that up. You, you put that, that, that's not, that's not real. You made that up. (laughs) I'm like, okay. So my last straw with all of that was I found out he was texting some girl on Instagram because I went through his fucking phone and I was like, oh, okay, cute. So I'm a clown for dealing with this shit, doing all the work that I'm putting in, going back to school, working, paying bills, trying to do the right thing, being your girl. And you're over here texting a bitch. Okay, bet. So I remember going off on him. And even before that moment, I remember threatening to move out. I was like, bro, if you don't get your shit together, I'm moving out. I'm leaving. And he was like, think, like he would kind of just be like, okay, well, if you leave, then we break up. And it's like, yeah, that's the whole fucking point. <laughs> that's the whole fucking point, my guy. Like, if I leave you, if I move out, we are breaking up. That's what, that's what that means. If you keep up with your shit, I'm leaving you. That is what that means. But I guess he just never believed it. And when I found out that he was texting some stupid 
let me stop. She's not stupid. But just finding out that he was texting another girl, I was like, okay, bet. I'm leaving. Moved out, moved into a room, and ended up like roommating at a house in the middle of fucking nowhere. But the rent was like $3. And I remember I traveled so much that year because I was still making great money at my job because of COVID and everything. You know, them stimulus checks. Ooh, I miss that money. But, you know, I was living that life. And then, of course, he's texting me. I want to see you. I miss you. I fucked up. You're right. I do have a drinking problem. I'm going to change. Just give me another chance. And then I fall back into it. And we're back together. But we're not living together. So he spends the night. I spend the night at his house. He spends the night at my house. You know, we kind of just continue this thing where we plan trips together. We go on trips. We go have our date nights. And his drinking persists. And it's getting bad. And so... You know, we go through the motions of our relationship. We fight about certain things, but it's nothing that's kind of like breaking us. It seems like the whole talking to other girls phase kind of ended, you know? I mean, as far as I know, maybe he just got better at hiding it. I don't fucking know. But it just seemed like the only thing that we would technically fight about would be his drinking. Because he would just drink heavy. And I've always known him to be a heavy drinker. But it started to get a little scary. And he would um, take party favors along with the drinking. And that would make it worse. And, you know, the fights would get bad. And there was another incident that happened. And I remember just telling him straight up, like, if you don't go to couple like if we don't do couples therapy or if you don't get help then like I'm I'm really gonna have like I'm really gonna have to find a way to really block you out of my life because I just obviously I caved you know it's kind of embarrassing to sit here and be like oh that was the last straw because clearly bitch six years hello like what, what are we year four year five and I'm still dealing with this shit like not a not a proud thing for me to admit but I'm gonna admit it and I'm gonna be honest you know so after that incident happened um, he was like, okay, no, you're right. I do have a problem. I need, I need to fix it. Um, I don't want to lose you. Let's go to therapy. So we have went to couples therapy. We only did one session. It did help. Um, but the reason why we didn't go to a second one was because he came home at six o'clock in the morning and our appointment was for 10. So we did not make it obviously. And at that moment, it just kind of had that realization, like, you know, he's never going to change. This is who he is. And I also think that I got to a place in my relationship with him where I kind of knew I wasn't ready to leave him. And it didn't matter what I said, didn't matter what I do. He was just going to be who he is. And again, I knew I wasn't going to leave him. So I stopped talking about my relationship with people. I just kind of kept it internal because a lot of people in my life were like, you know, it's your life. We respect it, but you need to leave him. And I just really got tired of hearing it because I knew I wasn't going to leave him. So it's like, can you stop telling me? Cause I'm not going to do nothing about it. Like respectfully, I'm not. And I'm also no longer talking to you about it. So if I'm not bringing it up, why are you bringing it up? So I would get defensive. 
So people in my life would just be like, oh, can't bring up Arnaldo because you're just going to get angry. And it's like, yeah, because it's been five years and I'm leave me alone. Leave me alone. Like, I just didn't want to hear it. So basically what started happening is that after he turned 30, um, my ex had it in his mind that he's like, you know, I'm 30. I really want kids. I really want, you know, I, I really want to move on with my life. But, you know, we always had these issues. We always had these issues, his drinking, all these other things, like this resentment that it had been building up, you know, from all these issues that we had in our relationship. And I remember just telling him, like, you know, um, I know you want kids, but I'm not going to give you kids unless we're married. And I know that doesn't always guarantee anything. You know, there's people that get married, have kids and then end up divorced like a year later or people who have kids don't get married, but yet they're together for like 20 years, you know, like there's no, there's no right or wrong way. But I think traditionally in my mind, I kind of felt like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to give you kids unless we're married because my parents were married, you know, um, and I do believe in marriage and I respect marriage. And I think subconsciously, I kind of felt like if we were married, it, you know, I don't know, beat the, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I mean, I could get into it, but I feel like I'd save that for another episode. So when we talked about that, I remember he took me to like a few jewelry shops, like jewelry shops. And I remember like picking out the rings I liked. He knew what ring I wanted, the size, the cut, everything. I tried them on. I took pictures with them. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't think he was going to propose. I didn't think he was going to propose. And then he did when we went to Greece together. And I remember we got engaged and it was really nice. And that night, <laughs> I remember that night, I just wanted to be in the villa that we had rented for the night because we were in Santorini in front of the Blue Dome's beautiful villa. And I remember just wanting to be home, like in the bed. I'm going to be straight up. I wanted to make love. I wanted to be passionate. Fuck, I'm, I'm getting married, you know. Um, but instead, he left to go to the bar and drink. And I was alone in the villa by myself. And I went to sleep. And I wake up to two strangers in the villa. Apparently, he made friends uh, with a couple, which I'm, I'm not even going to front. They were really, really nice. They were, from Fran they were from Paris, actually. They both spoke English. Heavy Parisian accents. But it was nice to make new friends. But my ex was so fucking drunk that it just made the whole interaction uncomfortable. And, you know, I'm a huge believer in like, you know, your friends are a reflection of you. What you wear is a reflection of you. You know, who you're you who you're partnered with, who you're in a relationship with is a reflection of you. And I felt so embarrassed that this is about to be my future husband and he's acting like this, you know? And it's not like, oh, girl, relax. He was just drunk. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to give the details as to the things he said, the way he acted. I'm not doing that, but just bad, 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 bad. The next day he was so hungover, he wasn't even himself. You would, never th you would have never thought that we had just been engaged the night before. We didn't even hold hands the next day because I was annoyed with him and he was so hungover. He couldn't even fucking keep it together. It was bad. And that's why my friends don't ever look at pictures on Instagram and think. And I feel like that's always been a common thing that I used to talk about on my podcasts. 
like in my previous episodes. I would always say, don't be fooled by these pictures you see on Instagram. I'm telling you right now, and not so much as using myself as an example, but just for so many other people, I will never go on Instagram and be convinced that anybody is truly happy. I'm not saying you're not happy. Like just because I decided to post aesthetically perfect pictures, you know, doesn't mean that I wasn't happy in those moments. Of course I was happy in those moments. That's why I took the photo and that's why I posted it. I mean, but if you really want to be technical, I never, like, for people that have followed me for a long time, you know, I didn't, I didn't post the proposal. I didn't post anything. I posted leading up to it. And then I went dead silent for 24 hours because the truth was we were terrible. He was terrible. I waited to make any comment. People were like, oh, you posted everything. And then you went ghost for 12 hours. I was like, yeah, the people closest to me knew why, but other people, I was just kind of like, oh, just wanted to be in the moment. No, he was a fucking dick to me the entire time after that. But I kept thinking, well, fuck, I'm in Greece. I have this beautiful two carat. I love my ring. I'm getting married. It's going to be fine. Came back. Now that we're engaged, he's like, I want you to move back in. You have to move back in. I moved back in. Um, By January, he was like, I want to be married by this year. And I was like, what's the rush? And he's like, five years and counting. I want to get married. I want I want my kids. I want to have kids now. Like if it were up to him, we would have been married that Monday, having kids on Wednesday, me giving birth on Saturday. Like that's how adamant he was about me having kids right away. And in theory, it's like I have this conversation with anybody and they're like, oh, my God, he knows what he wants. He put a ring on it. He wants kids. Oh, my God, what a dream. And it's like, "Mm, mm, (laughs) no, not a fucking dream. It's a nightmare because of the way he, he by the way he is. And I knew that I knew all the truths of our relationship, which is why I always took my time. And then it kind of got to the point where it's like, okay, Nicole, he's not going to change. This is what he wants. What's it going to be? You doing it or not? And I moved in and I'm thinking I can make it work. We can make it work. It's fine. We can make it work. And then I moved back in and then it was the same shit worse because that's what happens when people suffer with addiction you know narcissism addiction all of this toxic stuff it just it never gets progressively better it just gets progressively worse and like I mentioned before he always used party favors and it just got worse and it just got to the point where it's like he would come home drunk high off of something And sometimes I could tell what it was that he was high off of. But then there were times where I would look at him and I knew he was high, but I didn't know of what. And that's when it started to get really fucking scary. Because I'm like, okay, this is not okay. And an incident happened. And I think that's, that was just the line. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to live like this. This can't be my life. This cannot be my life. I can't live like this. As I could I could love him all I want, but no. And it's crazy because it's like the love I had for him just got to the point where it's like, I love you and I want you to get better. But this love I have for you is so different from what it used to be. It's like, like, 
no, no, I don't love you like that anymore. And I finally had to make that decision. And so I did. I gave back the ring. I called off the wedding. I lost money from on the venue and I moved out. And that basically happened back in March. But everything that basically led, led up to me moving out um, basically was all like in February. So it was like we had this engagement in October. And then I moved back in like in December. And then by February, it was like, this isn't going to work. And March was when I finally was like, okay, I'm leaving. And I left. And I've been on my own since then. Him and I would like text here and there for the most part, you know, like kind of check in on each other. Because for me, I still felt responsible for his sobriety. And I just wanted him to get better and get help. But, you know, he's still going to do what he wants and live his life the way that he wants. I don't know what he's doing now because um, an incident had happened that now that I'm thinking I should probably leave for another episode just to keep y'all tuned in. Um, but I decided, like, no, it it's done. And I blocked him. I blocked his mom. I blocked his aunt. Um, I deleted my Facebook when I called off the engagement because I kind of felt like I did not want to be consumed by any not even consumed I just didn't want so many people knowing because I feel like Facebook feels so much more like public than Instagram Instagram people kind of watch in secret on Facebook everything is like I don't know it just feels more exposed so I feel like on Facebook was where like I posted like my engagement and the ring and all the photos and like all the albums and like my family's on there and like all people from all walks of life, you know, like even from all the jobs I worked at, like I was still friends with people that I used to work with back where I, where I first worked at with him. And there was a lot of people that I know hated us together, but oh boy, did they, did they watch the stories and the fucking pictures and oh, it's so annoying. It's like, oh, you hate us, but yet you're like our biggest fan. You're the first fucking photo that pops up on the watch list. Okay. It just felt really toxic, so I deleted it. But I um, completely cut all communication off. And I feel good. I feel better about it all. Um, But yeah, I feel like the first few months, it was just a matter of like not worrying about him. It wasn't even so much as like, what is he doing? And who is he hanging out with? Because for me, it's like, I already knew his habits. I already knew that this is who he was. And I've already accepted that of him. I want him to get better because his mother deserves that. His mother loves him so much. She's a good woman. I think she enables him. I'll save that for another episode. But at the same time, I'm not a parent, so I can't really make a judgment on that. But it's like, he needs help. And he needs help. You need to fucking help him. You need to send him to rehab. You need to do something because he's not getting better. And... It is what it is. It's really hard. If you know anybody that's been in a relationship like that, like, please send them my way so that we can talk. Because, I mean, I talk about it in therapy. My therapist thinks I should go to, like, one of those, like, AA meetings. But, like, for people that have, like, been in relationships or have dealt with people with alcoholism or with, like, drug addiction. Um, But, yeah, I got to look into that. But basically, that's the timeline of my relationship with my ex and kind of like more or less, you know, 
how things were during our relationship and how it all ended. Obviously, you can see that a lot of it was toxic. And again, you know, I have to admit, my ex, very charming, very fun, a good time. Everybody that met him always loved him. It's funny, I had a conversation with one of my girlfriends the other day, and she was like, oh my God, what if you meet a guy who you find is fantastic, and then you bring him around your friends, and your friends don't like him? What would you do? And I was like, well, then my answer is he's not fantastic. That's the bottom line. But then I took a moment, and I was like, you know what's so funny is that Arnaldo was great. That's his name, my ex. I know y'all know that already, but I'm just going to say it. Arnaldo was great around people. I could bring him around anybody and already it was a vibe. He loved kids, was always the funniest guy in the group, charmer, paid, great, right? Handsome, whatever. The only reason why my friends and family didn't like him is because I told the truth about what went on in my relationship. I was honest. I told everybody. Like, if something bad happened, I was venting to my friend. If I was upset, I was venting to my mom. Had I kept all of that internally, everybody would think he was great. Nobody would think ill of him. It's only because I shared those parts of my relationship with people was that they already made that judgment and did not like him. Bottom line. And that was a lesson I learned being in a relationship with him the hard way. Because even when things were good... I felt like I couldn't even be happy about it because no one else was convinced. And I get it because even now hearing myself talk about the timeline of my relationship with him, who would be? Those are temporary fixes that were quickly destroyed because of something that would happen. All of his doing, you know? But I romanticized my relationship with him because even though it was fucked up, I was also fucked up and he would love me anyway for it. So because he accepted those shitty parts of me I felt like I deserved it to him to accept those shitty parts of him and that's how we were in this relationship for so long yeah girl it's a lot but let me tell you I can go on and on about this topic but I'm gonna wrap it up because I'm looking at this time and this shit is counting Oh my god is it like an hour i'm so sorry girl it was a lot but i'm gonna just wrap it up here and i'm gonna let you know as of right now podcast is starting up new episodes every mondays i'll see you next week i don't know what the topic is going to be about but i promise you it'll be entertaining and i'm here to give you the tea love you and i'll see you later